You are listening to the Shopify Solutions Podcast, a podcast for Shopify store owners that brings you concrete examples on how to build and grow your e-commerce business. My name is Scott Austin, and I have an e-commerce agency named Jade Puma. In this podcast, I'll share my e-commerce insights and best practices with you. Hello, Scott Austin here. As a Shopify expert, I work on a lot of Shopify stores of varying shapes and sizes. I build new stores for new brands, and I do platform migrations for existing brands that have been around for decades. I work on stores with little revenue and on stores generating tens of millions of dollars. And I find that most stores have a really hard time with the same thing, and that is creating messaging for their customers. And the reason for that is coming up with good messaging is hard. And it's not the kind of thing that you can easily outsource. Here's an example of what I mean. 15 years ago, I was running MSN Games, which is an online portal of casual games owned by Microsoft. And we outsourced a research project that looked into our customers and came up with our customers' personas. I'll define personas in a bit. And determine the needs, attitudes, and behaviors of each persona. And the information was super valuable. It gave us a bunch of insight into who our customers were and what our value prop was to each segment. We immediately use the information learned in the research project to better message to our customers. It allowed us to build a better connection with them and improve our bottom line. Here's an example of the connection. I was using the messaging we had learned through the study in an in-person presentation to one of our business partners, AT&T. After the presentation, audience members came up to me and said that they felt like I was talking directly to them. And that was because the research had given me such good insight into our customers' thought processes that I knew how to talk to them. But here's the kicker. That study cost us over half a million dollars, and that was 15 years ago. Most Shopify stores do not have the cash flow to invest in a high-quality outsourced research project like that. But not to fear. In this episode, I'm going to give you some tools that you can use to learn more about your customers on your own without having to pay a lot of money to a consulting firm. And I'll explain how to use that customer insight to create a better connection to your customers in your Shopify store. And to repeat myself, I think this episode is super important to you because this is the space that I consistently see Shopify stores falling short on. And I've also observed that the rare stores that do this well have drastically improved business results. In my experience, successful stores and even successful businesses that are not stores, understand their customers very well and know how to speak to those customers. This episode overlaps with my recent episodes on landing pages and letting your customers design your store. And that is because I want to emphasize how important this is to get right and to give you as many tools as I can to help get it right. So let's get started. Messaging has a speaker, which is you or your brand, and a listener, which is your customers. We're going to define both of those. We'll start by defining the customer with a tool called a persona. A persona is a definition or description of your target customers that helps you visualize who you are creating messaging for. Step one is to know your customer demographics. And a great place to get this information is Google Analytics, which I'll refer to as GAA from now on. In GA, you first have to have demographic tracking turned on, which is a setting I covered in my GA episode that I'll link to in the show notes. 
Once demographic tracking is turned on, you'll be able to see the breakdown of your audience by age and gender. You want to look at that data through two GA segments, all users and made a purchase. Those two different views can show different results. For example, in one of my client stores that I'm looking at right now, I see that 45% of their traffic is age 55 plus, but 52% of their purchasers are age 55 plus. So their purchasers skew towards older when compared to their overall store visitors. In addition to knowing age and gender, you should also use GA to learn more about your customers, like one, where they're coming from geographically. Look at this by country in areas within larger countries, whether it's cities, states, and provinces. Two, whether customers are on mobile or larger devices. Three, what versions of browsers and operating systems customers are using. This can indicate tech savviness and disposable income. Step two is to know your customer's thought process with respect to your brand and products. Your goal is to learn what problem you are solving for your customers and what about your products stands out to your customers. For example, let's say you sell supplements of some sort. You'll want to understand why your customers are buying supplements in general. Reasons could include to build muscle, or to lose weight, or to get improved health, or to increase longevity. And you'll also want to learn why they picked you over other options. Some examples could include they trusted the brand more, or the store had better pricing, or they liked the people in the store and the brand, or the scientific research provided, etc. The best way to get this information is by talking to your customers. Now, talking directly to your customers isn't the easiest thing for an online store, but here are some ways you can do that. One, read your customer reviews. I find customer reviews to be very revealing and enjoy reading them as they educate me on the mindset of the customer. Gold are comments like, I was cautious when buying this because of XYZ. Or what I really liked about this after using it for a month was ABC. Two, have surveys on your site. There are a number of apps that let you do quick surveys in your Shopify store so you can directly ask people on your store, your customers and visitors, what they think. Three, social media. There are lots of social media platforms out there, and most people are comfortable expressing themselves on these platforms. So find out what customers are saying about you and your competition on social. Four, call your purchasers and abandoned carts. In your Shopify store, customers are putting down their phone numbers as they're checking out. It's a very rare customer that would be angry if they got a phone call from the store owner or staff asking them about feedback on a purchase that they just made. Most people love giving their feedback and helping a business improve. The biggest hurdle for this type of feedback is the time investment to make the calls. If you haven't called your customers before for feedback, you'll be amazed at the quality of feedback and the new ideas that you will get just by spending a few minutes on the phone with your customers and those abandoned carts that came close to purchasing but did not. Five, and lastly, is to leverage every opportunity you have to interact with your customers face-to-face. -face. That could include deliveries or in-store pickups. Additionally, try selling your products at a farmer's market or a pop-up event and use that as an opportunity to talk to your customers. Try to better understand how customers respond to your brand and think about your products. Same goes with trade shows or industry events. So by now, you should have an understanding of your customers, who they are, and why they buy from you. 
So now it's time for step three, and that is to create your buyer personas. Buyer personas are representations of your target customers. They help you visualize who you are talking to when you are creating your messaging. Now, many brands can have multiple personas because they are selling different products to different types of people. Or their one product is purchased by different types of people for different reasons. But if this is your first time doing this type of exercise, then I recommend that you create one persona for now. You can create more later after you have some experience in effectively creating messaging for the first persona. And I recommend that your first persona be based on who is buying your product today, not who you aspire to be buying your product in the future. Here's some things to include in your persona. One, give the persona a name to humanize it for you. In my experience, names like Maria the mom or Brenda the business executive are helpful, especially once you have multiple personas. Two, give the persona a role. This could be a job title or career for business customers or role in a family, organization, or hobby for consumers. Three, demographics. This includes age, gender identity and orientation, location, education, income, etc. Four, priorities, goals, and values. Decide on the order of priorities in the life of your buyer persona. For example, A, do they have a tight budget? B, is family important to them? C, what causes do they value? D, what groups do they support? E, where do they focus their time and energy? Five, photo. Find a photo of a person that represents this persona to you. Remember, the purpose of a persona is to help you visualize who you are talking to when creating messaging. A photo will help with the visualization. So you should now have your persona well enough to find that you can picture them in your head. Let's move on to step four, which is your store's one-liner. This is the simplest expression of your brand's value proposition for the persona. Every time you create copy, you'll be factoring in this value prop. This should be short and concise, which makes it pretty hard to do. It may take some work and iterations to get it buttoned up. One sentence or less. It should explain the benefit that customers will receive by purchasing from you. And that benefit should be beyond the purchase. In other words, it's not about the price or the product itself. It's about the change at a personal level that the customer will receive by making the purchase. Here's a couple of examples to illustrate what I mean. One, let's say you sell shoes for people who work on their feet all day. Instead of talking about the price or durability of your shoes, you may instead want to talk about how customers will feel at the end of an eight-hour shift, how they won't be fatigued and will be able to go out on the town or spend quality time with their family. Two, let's say you sell protein to help people build muscle mass. Instead of talking about how many grams of protein there are or how good the shakes taste, you may instead want to talk about how ripped the customer is going to be. Highlight how they will be the envy of everyone at the gym or on the field. By the way, I usually prefer to put this one-liner right on the homepage of a store in the top banner. Instead of merchandising new products or other promotions, I prefer to set the expectation with the customer on the overall value proposition that they will get from this store. Now that you have a persona and your one-liner, you'll want to define your brand's voice. And that definition should be based on who you and the rest of the people at your store are, and also in response to your persona and what will resonate with them. One way to start is to describe your brand's voice in three separate words, like knowledgeable, supportive, and funny. It's important to pick three that you can do. 
For example, if your team is not funny, then don't add funny to the list. And these three need to be important to your persona. So if a trait of your persona is that they are a do-it-yourselfer, then you won't want to have supportive on the list for brand voice, as that is not what a do-it-yourselfer is looking for. Once you have these three words, you should expand them with a sentence or two to further clarify them for you and the team. Some other things to define in your brand voice is the voice's demographics. This will drive your word choices for things like slang and what cultural references you will make. For example, it is common today for men under 40 to refer to each other as brother, even if they've only just met. For men over 40, dude or man are more common slang. These will be the kind of decisions that defining your brand voice will help you decide. Now, many Shopify stores are a one-person endeavor. While it may be easy to just say that the single owner is the brand's voice, here's a word of caution. Your brand voice is sort of like going on a first date. You are on your best behavior and presenting yourself in the best possible light. So a brand voice may temper parts of the single owner's personality that don't apply to the brand. Let's say you are selling baby monitors, but you are also a risk taker. Your brand voice may emphasize safety and not have any indication of risk taking. Another important thing to decide with your brand voice is how the brand refers to itself. For example, does the brand talk in the singular I or the plural we? So you now have added two tools to your toolbox. One is the persona of your target audience. The other is your brand voice. You should use these two tools in all of your messaging. It should also inform where you go to attract your customers. There's a lot of copy created in an online store. You've got social posts, ad copy, collection and product descriptions, about pages, other site copy, fulfillment messages, review requests, and other marketing emails, and more. Now, every time you create or edit copy, you can use personas and brand voice. They should help make the hard work of creating copy a bit easier by giving you some focus and framework to make decisions through. Think of the copy you are creating as a conversation. If you are a person talking to your partner, you're going to talk one way. If you are a student talking to your teacher, you're going to talk in a different way. Well, personas and brand voice let you know the roles of the people in the conversation so that you can talk or actually write in the appropriate way. Another benefit that you will gain from these tools is consistency. As all of your messaging will be informed by the same persona and brand voice, it will be more consistent, and this consistency will strengthen your brand. While my explanation of this process may make the process seem easy, it is actually pretty hard to do well, and that's why we don't see more stores doing it. That means that the stores that do go through the hard work of defining their personas and brand voice will stand out because of that effort. In other words, this isn't a table stakes effort that every store has to do, like providing multiple payment options. Instead, this is work that differentiates stores and lets them stand out above their competition. I hope you are one of the stores that invest in better understanding of your customers, as it will help your bottom line. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Shopify Solutions Podcast with Scott Austin. This podcast is brought to you by Jade Puma, a full-service agency focused on Shopify. If you like what you heard, please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you have a question or a comment, please send an email to scott at jadepuma.com.